Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. Week 13, the big NFC matchup. Niners at Eagles. And it ended up pretty much the same way as when a truck hits a pigeon. As the Niners battered the Eagles on both sides of the ball in a statement 42-19 win. There were feathers everywhere. And I think it is fair to say that most of us enjoyed that one rather a lot. I'm Gareth Ellis and I am joined by Paul Hope. Feeling pretty good. Like to get that in there early, Gareth. <laughs> nice one. Lee Gowland. Cry, Eagles, cry. <laughs> Najikwa and his jacket. Yeah, it's right there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we all enjoyed that one. Um, you, a couple of you lads were together. Mini-meet, I think. Uh, yeah. There was a, a little cluster of mini-meets. Good to see that there is no curse. No, we knew, though. We knew, though. We knew that. We knew that. We smashed that at the Buccaneers game, Gareth. But in the yeah, Discord group, Nadji, standard description, because I tried to say, what curse? And a few people bit back, Gareth, say, no, it doesn't count because it wasn't the official watch party. And I was like, <laughs> whenever two fans get together, as you said on the show I last mean, time, Gareth, it's yeah. classed as a meet-up. And we yep. put those rumours to bed last night, which I'm sure we're going to get into. We are. Have you got your uh, three talking points for the game? Have you managed to whittle that game down into only three talking points? So, so I've done a slightly different. I've got three oh, words and it's one talking point. Of course point. he does. Go on then. Go, Go on, first. Yeah. MVP. Most valuable player. Oh. That, that's a discussion worthy of having. Yeah. Because nobody else is having it, apparently. No, he's actually... That's that's not true. We can get on to it when we don't do a coupon, but Las Vegas knows. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. What have you got for us, <laughs> Um, well, I was going to, you kind of stole my thunder. I had Brock Purdy MVP, CMC MVP. And my third talking point was, uh, I don't think Demo Lenore, uh, likes Taylor Swift or another Swift. I don't know. So he's not a Swifty. That's what you said. He's not he's a Swifty. <laughs> well, possibly. He, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe he there was, maybe quite there was swift a little bit last night. in there. <laughs> he looked quite Swift, but... <laughs> what have you got for us Paul my first talking point is keeping calm because a lot of people seem to be losing their cool in the first quarter and Mr Gowland can attest I was calmness personified I actually wasn't worried and we'll get into why the second talking point was Brock hence why I'm rocking the backwards cap for those people who were listening and not watching few people have said he's not um Worthy of the MVP league because he wears his cap backwards and he can't be a franchise QB. But after that performance, and then I could have ended it, Gareth would say, a bit disappointed. I called for Debo to have a multi-score touchdown game for the first time since 2021. But he didn't score two touchdowns. He gave me three instead. So we've got to talk about that man, that's Debo Samuel. So there's my three talking points for you, buddy. And I'm not just talking his touchdowns. Excellent. Bit of a spread there already. I've uh, I've gone with a bit of a Debo topic as well, with Debo doing his best Rocky impression by running straight through Philadelphia. Wilkes and Shani give coating lessons to Little Nick. Um, and I thought someone else would mention this, but I think we're probably going to come up with um, uh, Dre possibly needs a little bit of an anger management, but I don't feel too bad about anything he did. 
and maybe that's that's perhaps a bit more on me okay let's let's start with Brock let's start with this uh the MVP Brock and Brock Purdy conversation who wants yeah, to take yeah. it away uh, I'll, I'll come to it because that's my only point really because I kind of cheated by saying MVP um, well you did no homework I, yeah yeah I did no homework but I'm still getting a gold star for it <laughs> So, I mean, anybody that doesn't see Brock Purdy in the MVP conversation now is blind or biased, completely biased, because the numbers he's putting up, the the game tape he's, he's putting on show for everybody, the, the guy is just class. He is um, coolness personified. That You talk about clutching, having to come back late in the game, but it, it's just as difficult to actually, a, a, a guy that's only in his real first full season, to come up against a team like the Eagles, who have been touted to absolutely, absolutely batter us again for a second time in, in a 12-month period and also go back to the scene where he had a devastating elbow injury which could have finished his career. It could have been that bad. It could have finished his career. So it must have been a nervous start for him. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's why we had that slow start, but it must have been a little bit nerve-wracking for him going back to that scene to do that. And then he put on a masterclass later on in the game and he just controlled it he never seemed to be phased nothing got at him i don't think he was ever worried really and he was he was just cool as personified and like i said he, last night uh 100 what was it 148.8 pass a red yep that was unbelievable he's brilliant yep. he is honestly yeah. it's brocky too it was brocky too so it went to script yeah brocky won but it wasn't. It, it, he didn't take it down to the wire. He just knocked the stuffing out of them in the second round. Yeah. And then the rest was just basically beaten up on them. It's like that meme where the pork and the dead thing on the floor. Do something. Do something. <laughs> that, that's what the Eagles look like. And I've never been so pleased than to see a stadium empty like that because yeah. those fans really suck. They do. Yeah, they do. They are really horrible do. fans. And they deserved that mauling last night for everything they did to 49er fans back in um, January. So I, I think Brock played a huge part in their misery last night. And I'm so pleased because of what they've been saying about him all week, saying he, he's trash, he's only putting up these figures because of the people around him. Well, how about the people around him are, are putting up better figures than normal only because of Brock, because Brock's feeding them the ball at the right time because his anticipation wow that that's that wonderful we've been waiting so long to have a quarterback that can do that and it is scary because at times i mean we sat there thinking why, why is it? and then he throws it and it, it just lands in the person's hands i mean the last game the uh, last game yeah the seahawks game when he hit ayuk and ayuk hadn't even broke there was no separation he hadn't even broke but he knew where he was going to be he had that trust. And I remember reading um, The Scott Takes Care of Itself, Bill Walsh's uh, leadership book. Um, it's a leadership book, but he uses the football analogies to to basically explain how leadership works and stuff like that. And he was talking to Joe Montana. And I think it was in uh, Joe's first or second season, full season. It was his second full season, so it was the Super Bowl season. And he, Joe was a little bit unsure about some of the players. And Bill just said, look, trust us. You don't need to see him break. I will guarantee you this this receiver is going to be in mark X on the field at this time. You just get the ball to that particular place in the field. That receiver will be there. Trust us. And that's what it reminds me of, the way Brock is playing. 
Shanahan must have said, this is the way the route's going to be run. That receiver's going to be in this position at this time. Just throw the ball. He will get that ball. And it's just taking us back to the 80s. And I'm so excited. Mm. And again, don't, don't I'm, I'm not comparing him to Joe Montana. No, he's I'm better. Just, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm just basically oh, saying what I'm saying. The similarities there and how excited it's getting me. And everybody's saying it now. And I, I, you know what? I love Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman has stuck up for the yeah. 49ers all has, season long. Yeah. And he's That'd called out all the different analysts who have been putting us down, not giving us all credit, and basically calling them out saying, you're not watching the game. If that's what you think, you're not watching the game. And it's yeah. generally about Brock. So we're coming back to Brock. It's always about Brock. And it's all these analysts who are saying the same thing as some fans are saying. Well, he's got a great team around him. That's why he's doing so well. I can name numerous quarterbacks that have got great teams on them and they're Every not doing as well as Brock. Great quarterback. Yeah. He's had yeah. a great team around exactly, them. Or yeah. a great O-line. Look at Hurts. Everyone's talking about him as an MVP. He's got the number one ranked O-line in front of him. Yeah. And thirdly, he's got one which is middle of the pack at best. Yeah, and I, I think we'll but talk about the Eagles O-line later. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the Eagles O-line uh, later because I we do won't. want to uh, give out um, plaudits where plaudits are due. Even for the opposition, but that—that's my bit on Brocky. Can anybody add anything, or has Lee just covered it all? Well, he talked for about twenty-five minutes. So Eight days. Think... <laughs> Nine. No, Nine, yeah, not I, in half. He cannot not agree. And as I said uh, in the point, Vegas now is, is at the moment he's the top. Um, if you want to bet on who's going to get MVP, you're going to get less return if you bet on Brock at the moment. Um, and, you know, December is where MVPs are made. You can play very well all season. If you don't tie it all together, uh, it won't matter at all. Um, yeah, he's just, he's incredible. Uh, Eric put um, some stats in the Discord last night and then Neil shared it on Facebook today. Uh, he's got the four top, he's, no, he's, he's got four top passer rating out of, out of the top eight the whole season. Uh, it's, it's him, Lamar Jackson. Hang on, I, I pulled it up. Uh, I've lost it now. Uh, there, there you go. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Tua, CJ Stroud, and that's it. And then the other four is Brock, and he's got the number one, the number five, the number six, and the number eight passer rating. That doesn't happen just by itself. <laughs> it's just... Oh, this is, I mean, yes, he is part of a system. Every QB is part of a system. My homes wouldn't be my homes if he was with the Jets or with the Browns or with a rubbish team. It's, you know, it's all, it all ties together. We have the quarterback that we need and he just delivers on what we ask him to do and he does it extremely well. And to go back to what Paul was talking about earlier, I wasn't worried. I, the two first downs were bad plays we tried something didn't work we found ourselves in second and 15 and second and 12. it's difficult to convert in the nfl on second and 15 especially in that stadium especially with the noise they were really up for it for some reason that i still don't quite fathom they just maybe they just were weak early they didn't realize the cowboys is next week and that's the game they actually really need to win um but it, it sounded like they're super bowl for a, for a minute um 
until until we took care of business. But well, you know, we're I was playing worried. the best team in the NFL, Nadji, and everyone always raises the game when the best comes into town. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's, it's the whole NFC Championship, isn't it? And I think they tried to prove that they won that game because they were the better team. I think, and I think I said it on Discord. Uh, going back to the Brock MVP, it just shows that that game last year. If we have him, we win that game. I, 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 I do not doubt that, and I know it 100%. We destroy them again, and we go to the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, that, that's the only downside about that game yeah, last night. Made that January loss even even worse, <laughs> actually. But yeah, it, Brock is just it's just good. It's just so good. It's, there's nothing since since we saw in our preseason, we knew he was good, and he's just so very good. So there's a three-way tie now for favourite for MVP. Oh, is there? Okay. So Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, and you'll never guess who the third one is. Is it CMC? It should be CMC. It should be CMC. AJ Stroud? Dak Prescott. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, Dak's playing well. I just want to say, Gareth, we've got 13 minutes in, and none of you have realised that today... Is actually Brock Purdy Day. It's a year to the day that Purdy took the field against Miami Dolphins. Oh. Wow. And I'm glad you three gentlemen have finally got on the same page as me and realized how good he is. <laughs> because in the last preview show, Nadji, Vegas are tuning in because we, three fine gentlemen, talked about how Purdy was going to destroy the Eagles, how he was going to be efficient. 11.6 yards per attempt. Now, I know they were inflated by the Yak Boys. But you're adding how impressive the run game was. And like you said, Lee, the fact that he's, Kyle Shanahan has put so much trust in Purdy, that goes to why I wasn't nervous, Nadji. We mm-hmm. didn't run CMC at all in the first quarter. We didn't run the ball. We were trying things like you said. And I said to Lee, Shanahan's trying to give him his confidence back here. It was shook because of the injury last year. He's trying to settle him into the game. And equally... They didn't score any touchdowns. They only put two field goals on. So, weirdly, I was seeing the Discord chat go off. I was seeing the Facebook chat go off. And I said to Lee, I'm not worried here at all. It's not like we were 14-0 down and the Eagles were doing everything. And then, boy, when it clicked, did it click, which I know we're going to get into. But the non-Niners fans, Gareth, have gone very quiet. The Brock haters have have Mm. stopped replying to tweets and... That's I'm wearing my uh, get-up to try and kind of goad them a little bit because we've heard for a year, chaps. So I mentioned it a year of the day that Brock Purdy's at the field. We've heard all the noise, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, seventh-round pick, he's a system quarterback. We're a year in. Surely they've got to watch the game tape. Good modern football, which Kyle Brandt has been a big supporter of, of Brock, even though he says he's a robot. They were very gushing in their praise this morning. And I did see, Nadja, you'd said, when people said this was the biggest game of the season. I was on the same page as you. The Seahawks are bigger games, but it's just nice to see us going yeah. on prime time and yeah. show that... It wasn't, wasn't prime time. It was just a nine o'clock game. That's yeah. what I mean. It wasn't even a prime time game. It was just a normal Fox nine o'clock game. Yeah. So, so why are we not a betting podcast? I just think it's fair to say that um, you can get Christian McCaffrey at 30 to 1 with Betfair. It's not bad. Bad. It may have been three hundred thousand to one. He's a running back. He's not going to yeah, win every yeah, game. Yeah, as long as you bet responsibly, right. do whatever you want with your money, people. That's fine. Uh, running back getting an MVP is. I mean, he's going to just. He would have to score five touchdowns in every single game for the rest of the season. To I think even if he carries on, I think if he carries on on that form that he's on, that transitions. I, just really I, well I agree with you. 
but it's it it's, should, a QB, it should it's a QB award. Yeah, it is. It, it really is, and and, would, it, and it's I, and it sucks that it's it a really QB sucks. award. At this point, though, I um, I would give MVP to CMC, and I would give Offensive Player of the Year to to Brock, because who else is going to get? I mean, Tyreek maybe could could get something, but so yeah, McCaffrey would have to be running two hundred and thirty-five yards per game to break the rushing record. So yeah, he's not doing he's that. He's not going to do that, no. but he's going to have two thousand all purpose, surely. He's already oh, at yeah. nine hundred oh, rushing, yeah. so. Oh, he's over a thousand rushing now. Oh, he's off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, he's over a you know, I, yeah, we we can get into you know week seventeen, eighteen, where we got the number one spot, and we're good. We can get into that discussion if you want, if people want to. So, um, I don't know that I've got anything really to add on on the Brock Purdy conversation, other than yeah, clearly there's a lot of people now who who are quiet because they've been expecting the guy to crash and burn. Everyone liked it at first when he was this underdog story and, mm. and all the novelty. It's Mr. Irrelevant. He's going to throw a pass. It's a lovely little story. And then everyone expects him to maybe put a game together and then crash and burn. And the fact that he hasn't, I think it's really annoyed a lot of people. Yeah. And now they're doubling down on, no, it can't, it, it can't be him. We, I can't be wrong. Um, and I think they're going to disappear for a while and then... Next season, or in the side, they'll be going. Oh, no, I always thought there was something special. No, I don't think so. Um, I, there's always been Brady haters. People don't like Tom true. Brady for some reason. And um, I, I mean, the cheating. But I, I don't know if that was a happen. denial of his ability. The people weren't saying he was bad. People weren't liking Tom Brady, but they weren't yeah. saying, "Oh, he's 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 a rubbish quarterback." Yeah, yeah. The narrative they, they, should. They were saying, "I don't Brady. like the guy." Yeah, true. Which is, that's true. Which is that's very true. That is fair. And, and of course, if you're if you're fans of. Uh, rivals you you hate success don't you yeah, that's basically, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. so that's always going to come with that anyway you you mentioned the um keep calm where's, oh. it, where's, it, where's your one P- please sir can i take us down a rabbit hole for a second let's go for do, it do i get a choice it's, it's the eagles no. I'll, I'll, no. Go I'll go on mute yeah. and sit back. no because <laughs> off you go th- this should have really been a talking point of mine because obviously because of the tweet that i sent out and uh i didn't know he's doing uh, his own work but yeah. well, I, I didn't make the t- uh a talking point and thank you Najee for sending me that video it was very good, educational it? it was very yeah, educational very, very. so last night we were absolutely going crazy that Lane Johnson was not being flagged for yeah. a false start and that's it's because crazy. he wasn't making a false start no he wasn't so apparently your back foot you can move it wherever you want to move it, that's it. You, you can even jump backwards as long as your front foot is on the floor you can launch backwards and as long as your back foot isn't on the floor before the ball comes up you are not false starting so if you time that right you can get the jump and that's what he was doing most of the game so it was a legal play that he was making it's a very gray area that the rest just kind of i and as i I said on this call that because i i got outraged and i remember that i've watched a video and i rewatched it because i i wasn't quite clear on it and uh yeah, no, it's a it's a grey area in the rule where because he's in a two point stance, he's allowed That's to right. move his back foot. If he was in a three point stance, he wouldn't be allowed to. Yeah, you can um, reset. Um, but he's allowed to move, to reposition his back foot as long as his belt and his front doesn't move. Uh, he can do whatever he wants with his foot. It's the same rule that allows quarterbacks to uh, lift their knees to motion people, essentially. Um, but yeah, if he doesn't move at all it's just a back foot and 
if he puts his back foot down, he has to set for a second before the snap. So if his foot is in the air and the ball gets snapped, it's not a false start. Jawan Taylor, Lane Johnson have been abusing that rule for about a year and two years now, yeah. I think. Uh, or, I would imagine the NFL is going to change the rule. They've um, been they've been playing exactly to the rules, and they found yeah. the loophole, and they're yeah, exploiting they it. And it's the, and it's up for other teams to for their O line coaches. To well, do the same. I've got I've got no problem with it because it clearly explained that it is that slight bit of you can't move, but actually in certain situations and certain parts of your body in certain stances you can move before the ball is snapped and that's just it's a little known part of the rules but if it's there fair play to to their coaches and those players for exploiting them i got no problem with it myself so we put this podcast together and we're supposed to be talking about the 49ers and the offensive (laughs) masterclass he was like a giddy child in newcastle last night he was like paul look at the tweet look at the tweet now i wasn't on my phone everybody i was watching the game i was Mm-hmm. absorbing the atmosphere but it's good to mention Lee because I have seen a few things on social media today and we were outraged last night we were kind of thinking how is he getting away with it but it kind of made the victory a bit sweeter because there was a lot of talk and you saw that about people saying the Eagles have the yeah. referees in the pocket and all the rest of it but uh, like you said you might have to put the link for that video in the group Nadji I think so for other people to go and watch sure, it or point them in the right direction I will do. Well, it's Brett Coleman for the people who are listening. Uh, if you go to YouTube, Brett Coleman, I think it's K-O-L-L-A-M-A-N. That's his uh, channel. And it's a video specifically about Jawan Taylor, the chief right tackle. Uh, so if you scroll down a bit, it's about maybe three, four mo- three months old, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, I'll put a link in Discord and everywhere on Facebook. Because um, it, it is interesting and educational about the game it was because that was the season opener wasn't it it was the chiefs uh, lions game that was on that video that's it that's it saying yeah, yeah. everybody was raging at the tv why isn't there a flag being thrown yeah, over right. and over again well yeah. he explains it so he did it and he did i think lane johnson did it in the super bowl last year so it's not it's not new at all they've been doing it for a while there we are so out of your talking points we've covered brock We've covered it. We covered keeping calm. Kind of. Yeah. Do you want to say more on that? I, I'm with you, Paul. I was actually quite calm, mostly because I thought, look, look at how lopsided the game has been so far, and they're not even a touchdown ahead. It's still a one-score game. So if if we were 14 down, perhaps after those first couple of possessions and hadn't moved the ball, maybe it would have been a little bit more yeah. um, bum squeaky. But I'm I was with you. I thought. As soon as we get going, we'll get something going. And the Eagles have managed to convert a couple of long third downs that we probably shouldn't have let them convert. And they've ended up with two field goals. So I wasn't that bothered myself. Um, But was very, very glad we started to get the ball going when we did. Paul made a very good point last night. So I I think I was quite calm during those first two drives. And, And Paul turned around and said... I wonder if this is Shanahan doing that thing where he's just testing the defense for later on in the game. Because those first two drives were significantly different to how we normally play. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what he was doing, just testing them. And then he could come back to using the information he gained from that later on in the game after he's gone back to doing what we do normally do, which is use both McCaffrey and Debo in the run game to basically set up the pass which is kind of what we did last night and it just makes sense because it, it did it just look so strange those first two drives it didn't look like us at all 
but it makes sense that that's maybe what he was trying to do because you know how the script the first 15 plays what's yeah. to say that he'd scripted the first six plays just as a learning exercise right how am I going to beat these let's run these six players see what happens and then from a particular point let's start the 15 scripted players that we've actually practiced all week long oh, and in fact I think in Shanahan it's not 15 anymore I think it's 25 30 players he scripts and I think that's probably what's happened because I can't get my head around how different we looked those first two drives well I think Paul had, a good, Paul had a good point about the whole Brock you know it, it must have been quite challenging to go back to that stadium where and you, you know you said it yourself Lee he, he was this close to be for his career to be over at Tommy John and whatever surgery and all that, we, you know, we all we all well there. We all remember uh, learning about the surgery, the, the injury, and and what it meant to Brock. And then him having back in here and Phil Riddick being on one side and rushing at him. Maybe those six first play was just here. You go. You're back in the game. I'm going to take a couple of plays away from you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry. You're just settling into what we need to do later. And now the game's going and we're still in it. Let's just let's just go and play football. Um, but also, you know, <laughs> the two first down was just good defense. They called the right play against our offense, and we behind the chains. There's not much you can do. You know, the NFL is hard when it's second and fifteen. It's very difficult to 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 convert first down. So I just, I don't know. I I don't look too much into it. We could have scored on our first drive if something goes right. It's just, You're not taking that football. away from me, Najee Kara. Lee Goldenson, I raised a good point. No, no, no. It's However, a good point. It's, it is a good point. I just, I'm not sh quite sure it's damaged to read into well, it. I think it was just. Najee's just mentioned something, and it's going to sound really daft, but this is going to kill me. I'm now wondering whether or not there's some guy in the crowd called Tommy John, and I wonder how he felt while he was watching the game. <laughs> Probably. It's quite common, I would imagine. Quite Though, common name, especially if you Give Kyle Shanahan his credit, he would have hit Jimmy in a game like that. And he would oh, have yeah. gone to CMC. He would have gone to the yeah. run game. And that's what I was alluding to at the start. We talk about Brock and the MVP. I, I wasn't nervous. Neil Graham's joked on the day, were you on drugs not to be nervous? I was like, Neil, teetotal. He says, I wasn't even drinking. We were quite a calm atmosphere in Newcastle. My Lions friend was very excitable because they'd won a close game. He had a, he'd had a few drinks. And he was like, you're winning this game. And that was a neutral. And like you said, the fact that they didn't punch it in, and I, I suppose another talking point was segwaying, the secondary, as much as we talk about our D-line, the secondary was lights out last night. And the fact that we silenced the crowd, and Gareth, I called for a 24-point win margin on the preview show. I had to settle for 23. Mm. I mean, I said in the group Shocking. chat, I'm coming for moral victories because Gowland was giddy when all our scores went out the window. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he knew what the connotations were. But even that... I was joking aside, I said 31-7. I didn't think their offence was going to fire on all cylinders. And I knew their defence wasn't great, but I didn't foresee the, the Debo show. And remember, Nadji, the first run we tried with Debo got negative yardage. Yeah. Me and Lee said the defence aren't biting on that. Little shows what we know, because three touchdowns later from Debo Samuel. And it, it, it's if that's what Kyle meant, it was a masterclass, because he definitely suckered them in and then hit them with the sucker punch, which was great to see. But I think part of that ties into into my talking point, really, which is which is about the coaching. And I think that we've seen this before with with Shanahan. You, he installs his offense bit by bit, and you want to keep some of your best plays. You want to keep some of your looks for later in the season when you need them. And I think 
it was I don't know that it was planned and I don't know that there was really any real idea of protecting Brock because Brock just seems just unfazed by things. He's like, sure. it's a stadium, it's a game, I got injured, whatever. Yeah, you know, he 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 doesn't seem bothered by it. And I mean part of that is because he's probably been through that with high school, four years of college, you know, you just work out it's just a game, it's just a stadium, it's just a thing that happens. It's not there's there's no there's nothing bigger into it than that. So I don't think it was planned. But I think Shanahan suddenly realised, okay, I'm going to have to bring out the big boy playbook. I'm actually going to have to get real here. And just the 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 way the the switch flipped on both offense and defense of just like, okay, it's going to be that sort of game. Sorry, we're 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 going to have to go into third gear to beat you. We thought we might just be able to stick in second gear, but no, we're we're no messing about. Let's get this game won. And the six consecutive TD scoring uh, drives. That's you know that's only happened a few times I think in the last few decades of of offensive um, dominated football in the NFL and I think both Wilts and Shanahan just deserve a huge huge amount of credit for that and for as I said giving coaching lessons to little Nick Sirianni who mm. I, I haven't really paid that much attention to but he's not that likable is he no, no. Well, he's well, in, well, a little bit of. When I say yeah. planned, anyway, Aaron, enough, I've, enough, I've, enough of that. No, no, but when you Go say on, planned, all I was meaning was, I've, I like your approach, I think Shanahan was, it's a normal game and I'm not going to protect you and I'm just going to put you out there and I'm going to get rid of those nerves early on and then, like you said, bring out the playbook. But, uh, yeah, Sirianni did himself no favours. I noticed he said sorry to Carl Shanahan at the end. He did. I wonder yeah, what that did. was for. Oh, fair play. Yeah, it's about the Dre, the Dre incident. Because... Uh, yeah. Credit to Seriani, he agrees that that guy should have never got involved. Um, whatever his name was, and uh, big dumb, big what, dumb, whatever. And and it's I think very hard the, for me the to NFL like... might make an example of him, and I think yeah, that's I think that so. Seriani knows that, and he goes, oh, "I better get the apology in early and yeah. show a bit of contrition, and maybe the NFL will be a bit more lenient." Yeah, um, I yeah. I have a very natural untrustworthiness towards Italian people since 2006. <laughs> it's, it's a soccer reference, people. I, uh, I don't mind Italian people at all. Zinedine Zidane. Zinedine Zidane. So when I saw that flag on the side of his cap, I was just like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> Shocking. The Eagles badge on his jersey uh, that, that you shouldn't that, have liked, Nadji. Not the flag on his cap. That didn't matter to me. <laughs> the Italian flags on top of it just made it even worse. Yeah, no, I mean, we can talk about it about that incident if you want to it's a good segue kudos to Sirianni to say that it should have never happened and that guy should have never got involved but also come on Dre don't give him don't give him fire you know yeah. don't give him the matches that lights a fire under them we had them in in our pause and at that point they scored a touchdown on our drive it could have it could have gone really wrong luckily Debo just said nope but um, yeah come on Dre I mean, we we know, right? It's Dre. We back to the package. We were in control, and we handed a little bit of the momentum back to them yeah. with, yeah, I did. think, back to back plays with fifteen yard um, roughing or or unsportsmanlike penalties. Because I think there was one on the kickoff, so they started off at about midfield. That's right. Completed that purse, got another fifteen yards, and suddenly I think, hang on, we kicked off to them, and three plays later, they were on our twenty yard line. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it was a good thing that it obviously didn't come back and bite us, but I, yeah. yeah. That, it's a that good, was it's a good lesson good in, in, in momentum if people want to 
you, you know, when I talk about how momentum can shift the game and how can it sweep, I think that moment was really drastic and you could really see the contrast in between the two teams and the stadium just erupted even though they were, t they were down 16 points. You know, the game was essentially over at that point, pretty much. And all of a sudden, they just had life for some reason, even though they hadn't done anything and our defense was still very good and our offense was just resting on the sidelines. So there was no reason. That's what momentum is. It's not really tangible. And all of one, a sudden... One big play can just one, pick everybody up. Yeah. Really one can. thing. On, on, on offense, defense, special teams. That's right. And it, it could have been the further 19, you know, the... Uh, Devonta Smith uh, somehow miraculously converted and you know it's that kind of thing just you don't want to see it happening that's the kind of thing that loses you games especially in the playoffs that's the kind of thing we need to yeah. clamp down it's just come on Dre just come on come on man <laughs> he's he's always had that edge I think yeah, beginning of last season again he was he was pretty much guaranteed to give up 15 yard penalties several yeah. times he seemed to have got a cap on it um, maybe this is just a bit of leftovers from last year and, I mean, and a point to prove. Um, in and that in feeling of the game him. being won, I'll to have a cheap shot. Yeah, Which, in which I, I don't like to see from any player, but I'll cope no. with it in this instance. No, I, I, I didn't even think it was really flag-worthy, I'm going to be honest. It, yeah, he slammed him down on the floor, but it kind he of completes the cut. Well, it kind of completes in... the tackle, rolls yeah. over and just slams him. you got to think, it, Dre is what, two feet, 240? Devontae Smith is what, 170? It's not hard to throw him on the floor when you're that big and that strong. Um, yeah, I, I think the flag was a bit soft and the reaction definitely was a bit stupid. But It was I on think that sideline, though, the, wasn't it? It was on that sideline, yeah. And the I think that, the whistle had blown, up, which was yeah. the key thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sweep down under the rug. Doesn't need to do it, like you said, Najee. Yeah. Let you... Like you, like I've seen a lot of Niners fans kind of say, let the scoreboard do the talking. Like you said, all Dre needs to do is just get up and, and yeah. flex. But he plays with that kind of his hair's on fire mentality, doesn't he? He's got that yeah, chip yeah. on his shoulder. He was obviously playing well. I think he'd had seven tackles prior to that point. And I did certainly, oh God, Greenlaw's gone out now. And I know Burke has been well on special teams, but you did suddenly wonder. I know we've got Warner. You take Greenlaw out of it. But luckily, it, it, it didn't cost us. Didn't like you said, maybe the Eagles might lose Big Dom off the sideline for the foreseeable. But uh, it's definitely a strange talking point because why you'd need a head of security on your own sideline. Just an extra body on the, on the touchline seemed a bit daft. But uh... Have you not met Eagles fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that can't tell. Yeah, yeah. so apparently he was only there for Sirianni. Oh, really? That, that's who he was security for. Wow, okay. Mm. Yeah, that says it all about that fan people. Uh, also, I want to say, they're not all like that. I've got a few friends that are Eagles fans, and they're very nice. But the majority, I think, are pretty bad. Yeah, I, th I think UK-based uh, Eagles right. fans are okay. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. Philly-based no. Eagle fans, no. Yeah, not no. so much. <laughs> There's a couple of people having a bit of a meltdown on there. Various Facebook groups this morning, I think, the NFL groups, Eagles fans. Very good. Not happy. Good to see. Yeah, Non-Niners oh, yeah. fans are not very happy that we're number one in the power rankings. And the fact that it was another game, Gareth, this is where we were going to get found out. This is where Brock Purdy, the Brock Express, the Brocket ship, whichever one you want to choose to, was going to come crashing to an end. And on a slightly separate note, Gareth, I'm disappointed Nadji's not rocking that jacket. He should have that jacket on loud and proud, Nadji. This is in my house. Yeah, yeah. I've got this kind of like Christmas jump. I've got a woody jumper. There's a yeah, he's right wearing like half a dozen sheep on his back there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Far too don't I, went, I went to Nesborough Christmas market and I was rocking it. So don't worry. 
it's been it's been I've been roping. Well, I hope you went to see him with the ship and while you were there. No, what? Mother <laughs> Shipton? At no. Nesbra? No. There's another rabbit hole here, isn't there? Yeah, what is that? I know, that's a Mother Shipton's cave at Nesbra. You go down, you make a wish in the well. Uh, I heard about it, but we went for the Christmas market with our daughter right. for a few hours, so didn't have time for that. It was really foggy as well, couldn't see anything, so. We've we took book. We've we've talked coaching. Uh, have we really covered the defense? And I don't know that we've really covered the array of offensive weapons that we've got. <laughs> I don't think we've really covered the game. If I'm honest, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we not, it. In not fact, really. thirty-six minutes in, we've covered nothing other than well, rumor and uh, conjecture. Let, let's try. Let's try and do the, do this uh, uh, fairly quickly. Then let's let's start with the secondary because you mentioned it, Paul. Yeah, go on, Magic. Great Give game. Us some talk on the secondary. Well, what can we say? Money Ward is just like it's trying to catch up with the broker chip. Those two, uh, the, I can remember one very big play on AJ Brown. I pass defended, amazing. Yeah, no, he's been he's been absolutely flawless recently. Um, and Ambry Thomas, same. Maybe even better. Sometimes he looks like uh, it was no, it was Demo that was this close. Of, getting a pick as well. Yeah, no, that secondary has been absolutely amazing. That's what I sent a message to my friend this morning because we've been talking about the game and he said that his linebackers and safeties weren't very good, which I obviously agree with. But what surprised me the most is there was a few plays, and I think, Lee, you want to talk about that. There was a few, few plays. Hurts out all day. He was protected for absolutely ever. And they couldn't find anyone downfield, apart from comeback routes, which are obviously impossible to defend. The little touchdown to Defante Smith is a bit same, game was over. But yeah, I, that's what struck me really, really hard is Brown and Smith really didn't do anything deep or gaining thing. It was always coming back, scrambling kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, very impressive. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Eagles all-line and you've got to be envious of that all-line. And I'm absolutely gobsmacked that we created 49 pressures 49. on Jalen Hurts last night because their O-line looked unbelievable. <laughs> it looked absolutely solid. And there, there was times when I thought there's absolutely no way we're getting through there at Jalen Hurts. But obviously we must have done our job if Kinlaw got two sacks. But just looking at them, that is such a good O-line. And it just goes to show how good our D-line is to get 49 pressures against an O-line as good as that. And I, I just thought, I, ne I needed to say that because that was the the main part of the Eagles team that I was very, very impressed with, their O-line. And it was the biggest thing that I was concerned about as well because I said it in the preview show, it's an elite O-line and they played like it. Unfortunately, we were just over the top on defence. The thing is, though, we talk on the show about the eye test and I'm glad... You sprinkled in Thomas Nagy because it was like we rehearsed this, Gareth. You mentioned Mooney Ward and I thought, I want to talk about Thomas. You look at the numbers, uh, Hertz threw for nearly 300 yards. Brown and Smith combined for 200 yards. And at first glance, you think, bloody hell, your secondary's been torched. But as you said, Nagy, comeback routes. Again, I turned to Lee last night. There was one where I think it was Smith did quite, a, he put the brakes on and come back. Thomas was in proximity, wasn't get beat over the top. And Steve Wilkes has said it. We want to win the turnover battle. We want to eliminate the big players and we stuffed them in the red zone. So we've took the element of the defence from last year. We sprinkled in what Wilkes is doing. And I mean, Ambry Thomas, I don't think any of us at the start of the season thought would be sat here, Nagy, saying 
he's gone up against two of the better receivers in the NFL yeah. and snuffed them out. And like you said, Mooney mm. Ward has shown why we're paying the big money. And even towards the end in garbage time when we laid that smackdown on Swift and that, that energy and that defence. And Alex Simpson asked a question, which I'm going to segue now. He asked on Twitter, who are we most impressed with? Carl Shanahan's game plan or Steve Wilkes' game plan? Because you look at the mm. performance last night, offence and defence both played their part. And I thought it was a good question, one I haven't prepared for. So I thought I'd throw it to you, three fine gentlemen. So go on, Gareth. You go first. Who are you most impressed with, Shanahan or Wilkes, from last night's game plan? It's tough. If I'd have to pick one, it would probably be Shanahan. I think the consistency in moving the ball um, against what is a good a good defence, the way we got all of the different players involved, the way we were successful in the run, we were successful in the pass, and we pulled out those big plays uh, when we needed it, we controlled the clock, and that's what best thing. Keep Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown on the on the side sidelines, um, and I think we we pulled that out. But that's it. Sounds so harsh to not pick Wilkes, but well, you forced I'm, me to pick one. I'm going to so pick Wilkes. So now you can pick the other. Yeah, no, I'm going to pick Wilkes. Two things. I think there was a start at the beginning of the broadcast. They said they twelve red zone trips uh, the Eagles had in the last whatever many games and they scored on every single red zone play and we obviously the first two drives we stopped them six points and I think those I mean we said it already earlier that was key if we're 14 down it's a very very different game I think um, and the ability to just not allow the big play and not allow them to come back we we made them work their way to to the touchdown even though we were still three scores ahead uh, but still delivering big hit in, when there's two minutes left. Uh, I'm going to give it to Wilkes because the the game could have been a lot closer and it would have meant our offense would have had to play the way they did, which is never a guarantee. Um, but it, basically, even if our offense didn't play the, as well as we did, we would have won that game, I think. We obviously wouldn't have scored 42 points, but we would have won something like 25-19 or something like that. So I'm going to give it to Wilkes, especially because the beginning of season, all the question marks were on him, and he responded more than anything than we could have hoped for. He came down on the stadium, which apparently he prefers, so I've heard. So what was he not doing there in the first place is a little weird. Um, and, you know, the acquisition of Chase Young, even though he doesn't actually play all that much, has kind of transformed the way we do things. Um, and, I, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Drake Greenlaw exited early third. And we didn't skip a bit. We've got a rookie playing a safety, and we don't skip a bit. So yeah, I'm I'm going to give it to Wilkes because he, he does deserve it. Um, I'm glad you mentioned him coming down from the booth. And another thing as well, Gareth, we talk about the eye test, and while we're talking secondary and Wilkes, the thing I've learned is not to panic. Like you see those screenplays, Nadji, and you think, oh God, he's gone for 10, 15 yards. But in the grand scheme of things, where have they got to when we slam that yeah. door shot? And like you said, a comeback route is hard to defend because if Thomas is touched tight on him and then Hertz launches a deep ball and Thomas gets burned in coverage, we come on this show and we're like, oh, why was he so close? And mm -hmm. you don't want to give up the big play. But I just thought it was an interesting question. And this is where Lee's going to come in, answer it concisely and not go down a rabbit hole. So Wilkes <laughs> or Shanahan, Lee? <laughs> Shanahan. Yeah, I agree with them. With Gareth, I I thought that we called the game on offense it was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought it was methodical. And if I can believe what Paul suggested, and I think I do believe what Paul suggested, 
because it did ring a bell as soon as he said that because it reminded us again of the score takes care of itself and uh, not just that but also take your eye off the ball by Gillibrand he he mentioned something very similar about uh, running players that you don't necessarily want to actually you don't necessarily need to work it, it's a discovery play so you can use it later on in the game and as soon as Paul mentioned it that reminded us of those two books and I thought yeah that could be right because this looks nothing like our offence and it's really strange what he's doing here and I don't understand what he's doing here it, it's just so far removed from from how we normally play and um, yeah so I, I looked at that as the first two drives as being that discovery exercise and then everything else from then on was just pure magic absolute pure magic uh, I couldn't have even dreamed it was going to go that well so yeah t- is- for me it was Shanahan so just, I'm going to go Shanahan, Gareth. I won't go into it. Just Shanahan. Three no. for one, Alec. I'm going Shanahan. Purely, like you said, the, the, the touch and the, the, the score and drives, the fact that Purdy had 11.6 yards per attempt, the run game was 5.2 yards per attempt, and the fact that we sprinkled it around and Debo Samuel looked, everything is what he did, is a testament to Kyle Shanahan. So, Alec, the answer to your question is three to one on the panel. We'd love to hear your thoughts because he didn't answer his own question. And anybody else <laughs> wants to answer, do leave a comment in the group. Because I did think it was a good talking point, chaps. That's why I made it was. to ask it. It was. Because it, it, it did make me think whether there's there's the psychological element of it that you think, okay, let's just set up these these plays. We'll take the sting out of their defence, which is going to be fired up at the beginning of the match. Their, the home crowd is going to be all over this. Let's not... It's not that we're not trying. It's that let's try and learn something. Let's try and learn what how this defense is going to go, and we'll put that to good use later. But I also wonder if there's a psychological impact on the defense that the defense becomes so confident in what they've done with two, three and outs that they just stick to it. That they just think, right, our game plan is right. That's the way we, we've we've set ourselves up the right way. And perhaps they get a bit rigid in their thinking. And whether this is this is all the sort of mind games uh, happening at a, a meta level on the sidelines that most of us aren't privy to, or maybe I'm reading too much into it. Anyway, it worked. It worked. Okay, we've we've talked coaches. We've talked a bit about Debo, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, Third, and Juan. Juan. Do we want to talk? Go on, pick one. Someone pick one and talk. Well, I'll leave, I'll leave Debo for, for Paul. I'll leave yeah. because he's excited to talk about that. Let's talk quickly, Jawan, because we don't talk... I mean, we talk about him every so often. Um, but he's... I hope he signs with us again. I love that guy. He's he just... You know, I, I can't remember his stats, but he's got something like 30 targets this year and 17 catches, which is... For the amount of work he does, it's really not a lot uh, in terms of the reward. First touchdown of the season, what a touchdown. Uh, get off me, block. Uh, just stiff arm a bit, Derek Henry style. Send somebody to the sidelines. Just go and sit down. I need to go and score my touchdown now. Uh, a crucial moment. I, I, I think that might have been the point where uh, the Eagles fan were. I've had enough now. I'm probably going to leave and, and go home. Yeah, I I, just, I love Jawan. Uh, and he's, he's had, what, two of, two or three third down conversion this game? He's reliable. His blocking is incredible incredible excellent he's a team player doesn't moan he's friends with all of them as watch a bit of the instagram live at the end of the game that brandon and you had in a in a dressing room and they're all dancing and they're all chanting and they're all doing the 
the stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's just part of the team, and it's good. And you need guys like this to win championship. You know, guys that don't talk to, don't get talked about enough, and that might just score you two touchdowns in the Super Bowl to win it, clinch it, because nobody covers him exactly the same way. So, thank you, Darwin. Uh, long may you be with us, please. That would be good. Yeah, I hope that we've been keeping him fresh for the end of the season. Keeping him a bit hidden because he has had less of a role, I think, than last season. True. We saw it last week with his big uh, uh, fight for the uh, first down. Yeah. And I think he's, you know, again, Shanahan likes to spread the love. It's like you've earned your targets. You've earned your chance to go and get yourself a TD. Um, Go go get it, lad. Uh, And he's done so. Mm -hmm. McCaffrey? Who wants to take McCaffrey? Go on, He's busy doing something else. I'm busy check on Twitter see what else is going on it's just it's still exploding on Twitter man. look how happy he is, he is it's, I it's his endorphin rush yeah, of likes yeah, it's, isn't it it's, it's an addiction so I, I feel exactly it. the same way as the team exactly the same way as the coach we've been waiting for this since January to validate the fact that uh, we only lost that because Purdy wasn't playing like Nadji said earlier on in the, the podcast so for me to do it in such style was great Christian McCaffrey, like like we've just been saying, I mean, he's definitely up there for MVP, but as Gareth said, it's going to go to a quarterback, isn't it? It's got to go to a quarterback. It always goes to a quarterback. Um, and I think because of the way Brock's playing, for a running back to get it, it has to be something special. Again, Gareth said it. He has to be scoring five touchdowns a game, something ridiculous like that to get it. But every game he plays, you just have the confidence that he's going to do what needs to be done. And he's like a little block of iron. He's like Rocky. He's like a little block of iron. Can you remember Rocky Four? Drago having a go at him. And he says, he's like a little block of iron. That, that's what Christian McCaffrey is like. You, you see you see the photos that his missus posts on Instagram after the games where he's all beat up, skin ripped all over the place. And he just doesn't kind of budge during the game. He just keeps on going, pounding at them. And you, you see a back like Christian McCaffrey, and he's not particularly big back. I mean, he's... he's a good build he's muscular frame on him but he's not a particularly big back and you don't tend to expect that type of player from somebody his size but he didn't seem so the injury prone stuff I mean some of the punishment he's taken this season that kid's not injury prone he's he's getting a beating all season long again you can see it and he just keeps on coming back give us the ball give us the ball give us the ball and And he's got touch down it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful at, thing. Was it three, four, three? I mean, three the games. thing is, fifteen to go. To beat <laughs> CMC now, and you're saying only seventeen carries, ninety-three yards, three passes for forty-six yards, one touchdown. And we say it is, it's just so normal. But um, Baldy's dropped his breakdowns, and I can't remember which touchdown it is, but because Desan's blacked out, so you can't go back and watch the game yet. Uh, there's an all twenty-two level that Baldy showed and CMC's blocking one of the touchdown passes and you just going back to your point with Jennings Jennings is blocking and he's not getting many of the targets but this culture this team has got and we're going to segue into Debo I mean Debo's touchdowns I can't decide which one's my favourite and I hope we're going to have a couple of minutes to talk about them I mean the first one you know I love a trick play on this one the end round play the, what was it, 48 yards, and the way that George Kittle is out in front and doesn't just block uh, yeah. one defender, he blocks two defenders on the line, and Debo <laughs> just scrolls in. And I'm not going to lie, Gareth, there was a tweet, I think it's before the Dolphins game, of Debo warming up, doing the little gritty, 
And when Debo was rumoured to leave us, a lot of the haters tagged me in that tweet. And I saved that gif because I knew he wasn't going anywhere. And for the last 24 hours, that has been what I've been sharing on Twitter because that symbolises Debo Samuel. He talked the trash talk for what seems like a full year with, with the Eagles. He's backed it up. And like you said, it was bold for me to call two touchdowns because he hasn't had multiple scored and touchdowns since 2021. He got three. And I mean, you look at the stats. I've just pulled up now at least doing there. His best game of 2023, uh, 116 yards, four receptions. His first multi-score game since week 12 of 2021. And I've seen all three touchdowns again today and they're just all amazing. I mean, even the third one, a quick tunnel screen. Untouched. And it just hits Un- the gap. Like you said, Nike, he's all three touchdowns, untouched. And the second one, I the know Leo's better. Stat, I think next gen's next gen stats. Apparently, Debo had a 0.1 percent chance of scoring when he caught that ball, and he struck nope. the defender off. Uh, you know, it's like that. What is it, Jim Carrey gift? You're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me <laughs> there's a chance. And he's, he's, you know, three touchdowns and the fact that that he just silenced the Eagles crowd. So I think we yeah, have to give yeah. Debo the love. Connor Ryan wouldn't have forgiven me, Gareth, if I didn't show number 19 the oh, love. Yeah. And we you all to. know my love for 23. But yeah, Debo Samuel got my game ball last night. This gold MVP, Debo Samuel. Mm. Just uh, mention it. Pretty unanimous, I think. Even though Brock, Brock got one vote, I think. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> well, well deserved, I think. Yes. But there was uh, the Bulls. Ayer, um, Ayik, uh caught three or four, I think. Got a TD. Oh, that, that touchdown was insane. Three. Yeah. It was. I, was it, I will will mention one of my my boldies was that no one would have a big game because everybody would feed, and mm-hmm. I got that partly right. I just I underestimated Debo, but I think I read something that Ayuk, uh, Debo, Kittle, and Jennings, I think, and CMC all had something like three catches and forty yards or more. Something That's right. like that. So it it's it shows how well balanced the offense is. Um. We were talking about it, I think, just caught you before we started recording. Um, and a shout-out, perhaps, to Charlie Warner, again, for the dirty blocking that he's yeah. doing. And I think he's had one target, hasn't he, and one catch one so target, far this catch, season. Yeah. Now, I'd, uh, right. I'd love to see a game where we can get him a, an opportunity to, to score, perhaps, late in the game. Because, again, people are saying, well, why do we have these guys? And I think Shanahan knows the value and how many snaps he's playing. Because, yeah. like Juszczyk, they're there making all the other parts around them work. And I think the other players know this. And I think there, there was a good picture of, of Warner and uh, Purdy celebrating. Because I think, again, they know that you get that block in, 20 yards of that one, uh, uh, you earned those 20 yards, not the yeah. guy who's actually running them. So um, we, the offense is beginning to cook quite nicely. Mm. And a good shout-out the, for the offensive line. Struggled yeah. in those first couple of series. I, th- yeah, I, I, I do think that was part of it. But very soon um, became really quite stable, and we know how good Brock is at facing down the pressure. So, yep. so you called for not a big game. I called not a big game. I have a big game, so I'm, I'm taking that one. Alex well, not an over big game. I them, thought everybody but, would know. be equally good. And there Which wouldn't is be a very close player. apart from Debo. Yeah. yeah, it's it's similar. It's 55 minutes in, and we got really much time to talk about defense. We've barely talked about it, other than well, well, Trey. Before we but, go on to defense, let's just quickly have a listen to this stat that's just popped up on uh, Twitter. The, the 49ers have a plus 102 point differential this season against teams who are in a playoff spot entering week 14. The Ravens have the second best, 
plus 45. No, oh, wow. Not even half of what we've got. <laughs> wow. It's like you've discovered Twitter for the first time, Lee, since the tweet went viral last night. It's got nothing to do with the viral tweet. It's just that I like to see Eagles fans bitching and moaning uh, about yeah, last night. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the Eagles had been outgained in, in their last five games and still managed to win. And that's the, that's the only reason I was a bit concerned because they are designed to win as a team. They were... They are good at winning. They know how to win games. But, you know, when you lose by 30 or so they're, points. They're this year's Vikings. Well, they've still got 10 games. So, But, yeah, I, if they carry on on this path, I don't see them going very far. That's for sure. They've we got said things it on to figure the out. Another so Gareth, didn't we? We Go on, give us another stat. There's only three quarterbacks who've ever recorded three games with at least three passing touchdowns and 140-plus passer rating. In the same season in NFL history, yes. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Rogers. and Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. I saw the that, other yeah. two. The other two ended up being MVP. MVP that season, yeah. Well, I thought the one you were going to mention there, which Eagles fans were very proud to say that they were five and zero this season, chaps, when trailing at halftime. So a few people got nervous, and Andy Hodgson, and I'm going to quote him. He's going to kill me for this. He he said to me that we needed to score before half-time because he'd seen a stat mm. of you score before half-time. He said, don't quote me on the numbers, Paul. So, of course, I'm going to quote him on the numbers. Apparently, Don't. 85% of the time yeah, you win. 85. So, Andy Hodgson gets a cheeky shout-out because he said nice. that. It's a, good, so, it's a good start, that. It's a good start. And yeah. I, I do think that was a key moment of the game, the fact that we managed to take the clock right down by Debo staying inbound. Really clever play. Managed to score, and then we got the ball, first drive, score, game over. Apart from the Traeger in love thing, but yeah, yeah, it was a uh, pretty decisive. Let's talk defense. Go on. We we have talked well, about it a little we bit. We talked about it, uh, secondary. I suppose we haven't really. It seems odd because we haven't really mentioned like Nick Bosa. He was good. Maybe that's that was... why I just feel like we haven't talked much. They put a it, shift in. Yeah, they put guys a shift in. Sure. They were going to probably put in a, a tough shift without a lot to show for it. Yeah, and they did. It was one of those Sundays where you could just put the tape back and just zoom in on Nick Bosa and Lane Johnson and that just and watch every snap and you learn something on every snap. It's one of those matchups that's just all timely and it's just great to see and watch and see two guys go out there at the top peak. You know, it's just insane. And uh, yeah, I mean they're both incredible and it was good to see. I Bosa is amazing though. Yeah. So, so not our defence, but defence nonetheless. The Eagles have already made a move to plug up yeah, the centre of the field. They, they, and they've signed Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard, yeah. Wow. I don't know if that's going to help them much. He's a bit... I don't know if he's still good. But it's, hmm. it can't be worse, considering uh, Debo is untouched. <laughs> can't be worse. No, I think we managed three sacks, Gareth. But I think Lee gave the pressure numbers away. Like you said, Hertz had a bit of time. But because the secondary was so locked in, it, 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 it's got to be reassuring being a 49ers fan. The fact that we've come here tonight, we've absolutely dominated them on both sides of the ball. The fact that Hertz was in the running for MVP. And I'm glad he came back on the field because I yeah. didn't want the Eagles fans mourning. Oh, you, you beat us because Mariota was there. I mean, Kinlaw's sack, the easiest sack of his career. <laughs> Hertz fell over in front Tap of him. Sack. But you, you're going to take it, aren't you? But um, 
even the 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 stupid push touchdown we tried to stop that we we, we did get a stop on it uh, i think fred was over the top when they tried it a couple of players earlier but for me i think the defense all around sometimes your secondary is going to bail you out sometimes your pass rush is and just because they didn't get home the fact that we're sat here we've gone into philadelphia and we've won by 23 clear points after not even the turn up in the first quarter. So we scored those 42 points in three quarters. is pretty impressive. So like you said, full credit to Steve Wilkes. He just wasn't quite as good as Shanahan. Garrett, yeah, come that. on. Yeah. You were. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Shall we, I, I think we should move on to our player watch because that will probably I just want to shout up. out to Kalia Davis for his first NFL sack ever. He's been with us for totally. quite some time now. He's been injured, the battling. Second, second season. Yeah, yeah. It's been second season. Red-shirted. But he, yeah, he's, he was on IR most of it most of the first season and even at the beginning of this season. It's great to see. Good good to see you uh, among the team, Carl. Yeah, it's, it's good to see. And uh, congrats on the sack. Yeah, well done. Yeah, totally agree. Could be another legend there. Yeah. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Anyway, should we go on to a player watch? Jair Brown. Uh, up you, and down. Up and down. Him? Up and down, I think. The first big AJ Brown slant you know the big gain on the first drive he missed a tackle uh but he did lead the team in tackle um so that that was good didn't get burnt in a pass game uh he also was a bit responsible for that further 19. i think he, him and gibson got there at the same time on on smith and kind of took each other out kind of thing so he was a bit unlucky there um but pretty solid performance I think when you lead the team in in tackle it means you're doing something right i guess um, but yeah, I like him. I think he's a he's got a different skill set than than Huff, uh, and I think those two together, when Gibson decides to retire, if he decides to retire, uh, it, it's going to be a good combo. Uh, I think he's he needs to learn more, obviously, to you know, especially on slants, you, you can't, especially people like AJ Brown, you can't just knock him down. You need to wrap up and 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 just tackle like a rugby tackle almost to get the guy down. Um, well, I think it was a good it was a good performance. Uh, it could have been difficult, but uh, it didn't make it difficult. So good on him. More on that. Quick note: George Mason had a carry at the first down, just to hedge the game because he is my original guy. Um, I, I really yeah, wanted him to just break air again and just run towards the goal line and slide down. Not scoring that would have been hilarious and kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, Jordan Mason is still with us. Hopefully he can play next year. Come on, Kyle. Well, hopefully. I'm still thinking maybe Shanahan's got him tucked away again for a, a surprise package. For a rainy day, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Should we do a Ronnie Bell? On, it might be quite just, just while we're talking about running backs, did Got you me. hear the conversation between Aaron Rodgers and Raheem Mostad? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. So Aaron Rodgers had gone up to Raheem and th- they were saying, hello, how are you doing? And Aaron says, look, guy, I still haven't forgiven you for a couple of years back. <laughs> I mean, he was laughing about it. He was laughing about it. He said hello and that, but he did. He turned around and he says, I still haven't forgiven you or forgetting it. Yeah, uh, I think that's one. Uh, we all remember that game. We'll never forget that game. What a game. Oof. I think for me, Gareth, Ronnie Bell, the, the thing that jumped off the page was when he dropped and it went out of bounds, thankfully. Um, I mean... It, I thought we were going to see a lot more of him on yep. the kick returns, punt returns, but then equally, 
it showed how serious we were taking this game that Debo Samuel yeah. was fielding them. Um, maybe again, bit of nerves from Ronnie Bell. It didn't cost us learning curve, you know, the fact that he should have pulled it in. But other than other than that, other than that, I've said before, he's in and around the first team. He's getting a few reps. But on a night like last night, you're not going to see him when the ball's being spread around. But he's there if needed. But yeah, luckily it didn't cost us. But I'm not going <laughs> to lie, I was like, oh no, Ronnie, Ronnie, no. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't the uh, situation for a unproven rookie. But if uh, if Rayway McLeod needs to miss a, game, a couple more games, I'm hopeful we might 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 see Ronnie Bell get a reception or two or a target or two at least. Colton McKivitz and oh, the O-line in general. But he had Colton. a decent game against a really stout Reddick. pass rush. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think once or twice he got a little bit bullied, but yeah. I mean, that, that's only to be expected because once of the, or twice the quality. Once or twice a game is fine. Yeah. Exactly. Against the quality that he came up against, but he was largely good. Um, he had a little bit of a hit after the run, which I thought was going to draw a flag, but it didn't. So I was quite pleased about that. And I, if I'm honest, I was quite pleased about the hit as well. <laughs> I like that. I, I like the intensity that was shown and the fact that he just wanted to uh, put it out there that you don't mess with my guy. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was largely, I was largely quite happy with McKivitz last night. It was an enjoyable experience mm-hmm. to watch him, especially against that quality. Good. He, he has he has grown into the season. He has. I think there's yeah. there's definitely been a, a, a consistent improvement throughout the season. So. And we did call it at the start of the season. We said, look, it was his very first game at right tackle. Yeah. He's got to get the experience and grow into it. And he wasn't game fit either. You've got to have like three, four games before you, you're at that full game fitness, especially for O-line who don't sub out. Mm-hmm. So we, we did call it and he has. I think he surprised everyone. In fact, he may even be candidate for most improved player purely because of that first game. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. That, I mean, that run right to Debo, he was key on now. Obviously, Kit's yeah. is amazing blocking, but it doesn't, those kind of plays don't work if your right tackle doesn't block well. So, <laughs> so there you go. And I True. was watching the Broncos game. Uh, well, sorry, I was watching the Saints game earlier um, and the Broncos run, and McGlinchey was awful. <laughs> I was just sat there thinking, <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't pay him. There was one in particular where it was clearly a, a pass and play. And the edge rusher just steamrolled him and, and rolled Wilson up. And I thought that brought back horrible memories. I mean, to be, 69 on that, on that side. To be I fair to Mike Lynchy, um, whatever his name is, I've forgotten now. The, the edge rusher the Texans have is going to be oh, yeah, very just, good. Very, very good. Just when you there. think how much money they've given him. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty funny. I just thought I'd reference that when we talk about McKibbitt, Gareth. There we are. And finally, uh, Diomedor Lenoir. Solid game. I'm sure DeAndre Swift might remember uh, a particular moment in the game. Um, and if you don't, I, I've seen it all over social media and it'll be all over YouTube. Um, that shows a certain intensity, I think, when the game is won and there's two and a bit minutes left. And I think Nagy is going to tee us up. Boom. <laughs> Have that. that. To be honest, that is a hit that Ronnie Lott would be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. That's saying something. So, so for everyone listening on YouTube, you're not sorry, listening and not watching on YouTube, you're not imagining it. Gareth, Gareth mentioned the player and Najee's playing the clip. So we are all watching it. But if you're walking the dog Boom. and thinking, what on earth are those four talking about? We were actually watching the player. 
it's just it was class. Yeah. It was fantastic, shall one. It, it's just a shame that he hadn't had all of that ball one second had, longer. Had longer, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Doesn't matter. The game was over at that time. At that point, yeah, it, it, it was. But I wanted us to just stomp them a little bit more, make a statement. But credit to yeah. him because that's the kind of hit you can very easily get called for. Um, uh, a sportsman iconic roughing, whatever it's called, you know. Um, yeah, but he, he did. It, he, he did it. The he did it really he did well it from the side. He did it with his shoulder. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's really yeah. hard to just have your helmet touch you. This is full speed. <laughs> it's very yeah. hard to do a full speed. Um, where your helmet just bang a little bit or whatever, and then you get called for it. You know, it, it was pitch perfect. It's just good old fashioned tackle, and it's good to see because we don't see those very often anymore. And no, it's just. And I think worth mentioning, we don't like talking about the refs, and I'm sure the Eagles fans will have a different view. But I was very pleased to see the refs let people play, mm. particularly with well the cornerback wide receivers, where they just let them and say, okay, if you got your hands on each other and no one's getting an advantage, there's no problem with that. Yeah, we'll okay. let you guys play football. Yeah, I've it was, got to it was I, I turned on the ball a few times and said, oh, he's a flag coming here. It's got to be a flag. And then no flag. And we're like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Really expecting a flag there. Really pleased to just let them play because I don't, I'm sure the Eagles fans will moan about of it. Course. But I, I don't. There was a couple there where I was thinking they might get flagged. I think like you, Lee, you're expecting the flag and then you thought, Actually, I think we just got you... scarred in a pass by uh, yeah. a certain Josh Norman. <laughs> Don't mention his name. <laughs> Sorry. But Sorry. What, we will, what we will mention and what you do need to tee up is the score predictions. I got that. I got that. Um, let's do it. But we were we were all close, but not close enough. I think in yeah. some respects, oh, weren't we? I, was I one think it was all parody. Everybody got five. Everybody got five. Yeah. Everybody got five. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, no, but we. None of us were that far off, were we, really? I no, so Lee, Lee had 28-24, so the, the 24 is pretty close. I, I, I bet you wish they'd score another touchdown at some point. 28-28 uh, is pretty far, because we scored 42, obviously, but, you know, I, I had 30-27. I really wanted one more touchdown from the Eagles. That would have been perfect. Yeah. They would have gone for two as well, and... Maybe a bang on, but never mind. Uh, Paul, 31-7. I think the spirit is, is with Paul. You, you had the blowout victory. Yeah. No, Just not quite that much. Well, did, um, yeah, 34-23. You're a point for? away. Yeah. So that, that two-point yeah, conversion really cost you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Lee celebrated that, that up at the casino. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, Gareth. Lee celebrated <laughs> that. He knew what it meant. Yeah, that two-point conversion cost you uh, essentially two points. Uh, it, it was the biggest celebration of the night, if I'm honest. <laughs> it was. It was louder than when Lenar intercepted the Seahawks player last year and the casino at Stockton was walking up. He celebrated that one louder than any of the touchdowns. And I was like, who's, who scores that affected? Because I knew mine was out. He was like, that's Gareth out of the equation. I, I can't tell you what the full sentence was that I said, but I had everybody in the casino saying, who's Gareth? <laughs> Brilliant. Thank uh, you. So I'm, uh, the table glad is... I went free in your head. <laughs> um, the table is uh, unchanged. Paul at the top with 61. Uh, I'm second with 57. Uh, Lee is third with 51. And Gareth bringing the rear with 48. All mm. to play for. Still. Close. Chasing Lee, though. For, yeah. He's feeling the pressure. And it looks like... Uh, I know we haven't mm. talked about this, but we're doing the playoffs as well, so... 
I yeah. assume that's just us in a playoff, so as far as we go, which is obviously the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but well, that's yeah. that's why we don't we don't stop up. at the week eighteen. So just so for we'll people, have to, we'll have a decision to make. Anyway, eight more, any eight last thoughts on the game? This is turning into quite epic. We've at an hour ten already, so I think we should draw it to a close. Yeah, but it I was mean, enjoyable. It was. So. It was. I think it was needed. Um, it was a big game indeed. Uh, just to gain that game back on them and when they lose next week to Dallas which I think they will uh, we will be number one seed and if I think if the Rams lose and we win we clinch the West but I'm not sure not sure but I think it's I th- very close I think anyway it's the week after I think because the Rams yeah. won this weekend I think they have to lose twice I think yeah they have to I lose twice it- okay I mean it would pretty much secure it if, if we win next week the Eagles so no lose. hat and t-shirt against Seattle, but I think the hat and T-shirt in Arizona. The week after, right? Or... Okay, yeah. So mathematically, I mean, we, all we have to do is take care of business next week. But yeah, big game next week, and one more than you know, beating the Seahawks, beating the Eagles, and beating the Seahawks again back home. Uh, yeah, I, we needed that win. I think took that monkey off our back, and we can just enjoy this new season fully now. We resolved last year. We can enjoy this season. <laughs> Wonderful. Nothing else finer? I'll wrap up then. No, Lee's, Lee's wants to say something. I can see that. No, 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 no I'm face. just getting ready. Just getting ready for the finale. <laughs> okay, there we are. So, I wish I'd teed up some rocky music now. You should have. Thank you, gents. It's been good fun. Thank you. Always is on a, on a Victory Monday, isn't it? But that one was a little bit sweeter. So thanks, lads, and thanks to everyone who listens and watches the show. Did you enjoy your deep-roasted Philadelphia Eagle this Sunday? How did it taste? Let us know in the comments when we post the pod. And there will be more avian delicacies on the way as we welcome the Seahawks to Levi's this Sunday. So look out for the preview pod later in the week. So enjoy the rest of your week and especially do savour those eagle fan tears, excuses and general moaning. They owed us that and we collected big time. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang bang nan again. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner deep part. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Tiller, Jerry Rice down the side.